You are listening to 106.9 Tune FM, the home of student-powered radio, where we are doing O-Week content for you all week long. And right now, I'm sitting down with a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Professor Adrian Walsh from Philosophy, and uh, I'm teaching a number of units, including Phil 151, which is Introduction to Philosophy. So what are some things that first years can look forward to in your units? Okay, well, in this particular unit, we look at a number of important questions about the self, about morality, and about freedom. So we start with the question of freedom and determinism, and that's the question about if human events or human agents' choices are caused by external events, to what extent are those actions free? So one of the questions is about if there are kind of external determinants of your action and that somehow those actions are caused by forces outside of your own consciousness, then to what extent can we say that your choices are free? So the first part of the section is looking at freedom and determinism, and then there's a section on the self. What is the self? And we look at the self both over time and at a single point. What, who are you? What are you? What, what's essential to you? If you think about over time, this is known as the diachronic conception of self, what are you over time? How is it that a person who, if you're a Martian who was just born as you were and came into the world exactly as you are, and then the Martian saw that there was this little thing that was a blob that couldn't talk, and then, then it kind of couldn't walk, you know, and then suddenly it was like a kid who was three foot high or whatever, and then, you know, in terms of an adult and then an old person. Why would you say that's the same thing? You know, mm. I mean, if you looked at a, a cup, you know, it, it doesn't change like that radically over time. No. But why do we say it's the same thing? So the diachronic question is, what is the self over time? How do we explain continuity of self? through um, you know, different periods, and particularly given the changes that happen with human beings and the way mm. that we do it. We're so radically different. You know, the, and, and as an old person, when your powers have disappeared, you know, why you say it's the same person that was there as a young person? And, I mean, one of the people we look at, just an example of what we look at, is a guy called Reed, Thomas Reed, who is a Scottish philosopher from the 1700s. And he said, it's memory. You know, um, mm-hmm. Well, Locke had said it was memory. You know, and then... John Locke, the philosopher. And so then he has this question about how is it that if you have memories, you know, some memories you forget. All right? And so there's a problem of the ageing general who remembers being the young soldier who then remembers being, and the young soldier remembers being the child who stole the apple. Just a story that they have. Mm. But I mean, it's, but it just captures the thing about what is it? I mean, if you believe in a soul, then presumably the soul is something that carries through you through the whole time. Mm-hmm. What is it about you that means you say that's the same person? Mm. Um, and you can think th- things about responsibility. I mean, are you responsible as an 80-year-old for something you did when you were five? Or, <laughs> you know? So the question, moral questions. So we look at freedom, we look at the self, but then the other aspect of the self is the synchronic self. What are you at any one point in time? So it's mm. the diachronic is over time. The synchronic point is at a particular point of time. Mm-hmm. And so what is it about you that is you? Is it, you know, is it your body? Is mm-hmm. it your mind? Uh, is it both? I mean, some people say that you have a mind which is distinct from the brain. So maybe what you are, are you just a physical object or are you in some sense, uh, is this central part of you that's disembodied? So if famously people talk about, you know, about Descartes, the philosopher René Descartes, mm-hmm. and if famous people know about the thing, I think therefore I am. Which, But there's another important point he makes where he talks about us being a ghost in a machine. And the ghost in the machine is like there's the machine. And r- remember Descartes was writing at a time when they were discovering the way the body worked. You know, mm. William Harvey was saying that, uh, it was a pump, you know, the heart was a pump and all this sort of stuff. So they could see the body was a machine, but mm. what is it that makes us distinct from that? And he said there's a ghost in the machine, all right? So that, and that's one particular answer. You know, it's a dualist answer. It says there's two kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not only there's mind, mental stuff, which is uh, non-physical and doesn't accord to the laws of physics, and there's physical stuff, you know, which is mm. accords to the laws of physics. But there are other people, importantly materialists, who think there's only one kind of stuff, just matter. Mm-hmm. 
right? There's no non-material stuff. Yep. And famously, it's one of one few contributions of Australians to philosophy was materialism. Hmm. Oddly, people never thought that uh, the mind is just the brain. But the mm-hmm. first people to ever say that were Australians um, hmm. in the 1950s and 60s. So it was, and it was called Australian materialism originally. Oh, so it's really? a little bit of a um, pump for us. But they, you know, in Europe and stuff, they're saying Australians have gone mad. They're saying the mind is the brain. <laughs> and so we look at that all those, you know, some, so there's a range of answers. I mean, one of the things about philosophy is that we'll give you, it's not like we're giving you what the truth is, as it were. Here's a range of possible answers you might give to these questions. And so the final, so there's freedom and determinism and what freedom is and how we can be free if events are caused. And there's questions about the self and what is the self over time and at any one particular point of time. And to what extent, what are you? You know, are you a physical entity? Mm-hmm. Is there some part of you that's non-physical? And the final part of this course we look at various theories of ethics. So what's right and wrong? I mean, we all have views about what's right and wrong. Every time we make a decision mm-hmm. during the day, even you know, the way we interact with one another, we're obviously operating off some sort of intrinsic and sort of often unspoken moral views, I suppose, or practices or ideas. But to what extent can that morality, can morality be systematised? So what you find in philosophy attempts to come up with general moral principles mm-hmm. that will give you an answer to what's right or wrong in all particular circumstances. So in all, every circumstance, I mean, that's the dream. Mm. So we basically look at three traditions. One's uh, Aristotle, uh, ancient Greek philosopher, another uh, who, who has a virtue theory of ethics. He thinks that ethics can be determined in terms of a series of virtues like, you know, bravery, courage, you know, sh- sh- you know, shame or whatever, you know, all these sorts of virtues. Yep. Uh, then we look at Immanuel Kant, who's a German philosopher, uh, mm-hmm. who lived in Konigsberg, which is now part of Russia. And Kant uh, has a, a rather complicated theory which basically is a complicated version of the golden rule so uh, it's a little bit like the do unto others as you would have them do unto you yep but he says you should act on a maxim you can will at all times be a universal law of nature now what does that mean well that just simply means you act on principles that you're happy for it to be done to you so if i say Mm. it's okay to steal you know you've got a nice phone there Mm -hmm. i say it's okay to steal the phone is that a principle I would uh, uh, endorse if it was done to me? Yeah. If, you know, it's okay to steal nice phones. Well, I've got a nice phone here too. And when you do it, you say, you steal my phone. I say, you can't do that. That's mine. Mm. And um, Kant would basically say, morality is about acting on principles that you would endorse no matter whether it was done to you or you do it to somebody else, right? Yeah. So in that way, it's like the golden rule. It's a little bit more complicated, I mean, because he's a very sophisticated philosopher. You know, so that's one, another tradition, the Kantian tradition. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about, you know, we'll talk about the history of ethics. And then the final one we'll look at is utilitarianism, which is the theory you should just, what's right and wrong is what maximises pleasure or benefit. Right? Yeah. And you can see utilitarianism, if any of you have done economics, is very much connected to, well, I don't, I don't want to, you know, some of you mightn't like economics, but um, there's a kind of sense in which it's uh, the view of utilitarianism is really the view that underpins a lot of economic theory. Mm. Namely, you just what, what's good to do is to maximise the consequences. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll look at John Stuart Mill Jeremy Bentham and Peter Singer, who's a contemporary Australian uh, utilitarian. Mm-hmm. But So they're three, and they're competing views. So what we try to get you to do is think about what you think is the right thing to do. And do you think ethics can be systematised in that way? Is what's right and wrong something subject to a moral principle in the way that you might think that, say, in physics, you know, um, you know, e- you know I mean, say, Newton's laws or something, you know, where you can mm-hmm. come up with force equals mass times acceleration or something. Is there <laughs> something similar you can do for ethics? All right, so that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a cook's tour of the, what the, what, what's in the unit anyway. So where can this course of study lead students into the future? But, I mean, one of the things we train in philosophy is to train you to think, and mm-hmm. students who've done philosophy typically do much better in all their other units, and it's a, really it's a, it's a time for you to, you're at university, to 
reflect on some of the most fundamental questions that there are. Mm. They're not questions that necessarily, I mean, answering this is not straightforwardly going to get you a vocational. But, you know, one of the things is really important to think, you know, and what we do is train you to think through issues. No, we don't give an answer about what's the right answer. We won't just say, here are some fundamental questions that we all ponder. You know, what is the self? Who am I? You know, what should I do? How can I be free? And they're really important questions. And it's a time for you, your university, to think through some of these and think about some of the great answers that have been given to those questions mm-hmm. historically. I mean, partly, I mean, it's, it's problem-based, so we're looking at the problems, but we'll look at what various important philosophers over time have said about that. So it's not a history mm-hmm. course in the sense of or history of philosophy where you start with, you know, the beginning and work your way through. It's actually problem-based, but, you know, issues-based, and then we just draw on really important figures. So you walk mm. walk out of it with, uh, you know, an introduction to some of the major figures in the philosophical tradition. So what are some developments happening in your area of study this year? Some of the, the, the ethics material, we're going to incorporate a little bit more of contemporary debates about, particularly with people like Peter Singh and the utilitarianism, we're going to look at some uh, material on, you know, uh, importance of climate change and animal ethics and so on. So there's a little bit of that stuff that hasn't mm-hmm. been in there in the past. And the freedom and determinism, we're going to think a little bit about freedom, what the nature of freedom is, and think about that in relationship to COVID-19 and oh, vaccinations ah. and so on. So um, so the question is what, what counts as freedom, what's a genuine conception of freedom will be something that we're going to look at this year. And do you have any final thoughts to send out to our new cohort? Well, welcome to the university and come and do some philosophy and uh, I think you'll find it interesting. I think the thing with the philosophical questions, philosophical questions don't uh, admit of answers so readily, but... At the same time, some of these questions you might think, well, if, they can't give a, if I can't give you a scientific answer to it, I'll give you a straightforward, resolved uh, answer to it. It's not worth asking. But the problem is these questions are some of the most important questions you'll ever ask yourself. What should I do? Mm-hmm. Who am I? You know, um, how can I make sure my choices are free? Are they free? And so mm-hmm. on. And so, yeah, look, come and do the philosophy unit and hopefully we'll talk to you Uh, in the next little while. Well, thank you for coming in and talking with us, Professor Adrian. Uh, That was an interview with Professor Adrian Walsh here on 106.9 Tune FM, where we are bringing you O-Week content all week long. But right now, let's get back to the music.